0: love talk radio a nice when dad works safe we'll treat ourselves a bit at Olive Garden. Ooh, breadsticks. It's a chance for us to catch up. So is uh, Donna still in the picture? Maybe.
1: Enjoy Olive Garden's new chicken crostata,
0: grilled marinated
1: chicken breast with our tomato alfredo sauce. Or new steak crostata, grilled steak medallions with a four
2: cheese sauce, both with crispy Asiago cheese crostatas and unlimited salad and breadsticks.
3: So is this uh, serious?
2: Yeah, this is seriously good. (laughs) Olive
4: Garden, when you're here.
2: And gozy time brought to you by the Fine Ass Brothers at Looking Glass Entertainment. And I am your host, Jared. Calling from we are going live from Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, dial in five one six four five three nine one three three And press one for the tea time with me, Jarius C. So my topic tonight is coming out. Get out and Stay Out Part two, and I am very, very fortunate to have the host of Candid Conversation. His name is Kari Sinaj. Welcome to A Little Tea Time, darling.
4: Thank you so much.
2: I'm glad to be here. I'm grateful to have you here tonight, and I am so happy that you're here to play with us in A Little Tea Time tonight. So I wanted to kind of get started with, let's just talk about Pose on FX tonight, um, have you been able to catch up with the show?
4: I have. But before we get to that, I want to say, who whoever played that, Aretha Franklin, thank you. That's real music. See, that's real music. Whoever played it, thank you. Because these today, they o. can't
2: sing. <laughs> that's, <who?
4: laughs>
2: that's Brother O, Steve oh,
0: our okay.
4: DJ.
2: Thank you, Brother O, for that track tonight. That was really great.
4: Thank you. Zoom and who? Yeah, that took me back. Because I'm older. And they, these people these today, they can't sing like that. They can't even sing.
2: That part. So let's um let's start on um, with talking about Pose on FX tonight. How have you been okay. feeling about the
4: show? I am I love I love Pose. It's one of my favorite shows because it takes me back to when I um first came out. That's you know, I, I was going to the ballroom and I was going to the, the gay clubs and everything. I was just nineteen when I first came out. Um the show is great. I hate that it's ended. Mhm. Yeah. It has been really good. I can't wait well, I can't wait to see uh the other stories unfold. I enjoyed the lecture story. That was good. Uh as far as uh, last night, but last night is going to be hard to top. Pray tale story mm-hmm. or prayerful story. That was excellent. They picked the they picked all the right cast members. The chemistry of the cast, everything was so on point. Yes.
2: And, yes. And right. anybody
4: who, anybody who grew up in a religious household could actually relate to that
2: definitely definitely coming from down here in the south i was able to see my life being played right before my eyes i was like yep that's that's accurate that's definitely accurate that's correct how things would go in a household if you were born and raised in the church that definitely is how things go so i definitely love that episode um i actually watched it again for the second time today just so I can get back into the feel of this, um of that energy of the essence that they brought to that episode. So how have you been feeling about the house, Um, the show Legendary? I've been watching Legendary.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> My view on Legendary is different uh than most. And that's because, like I said, when I came out, I was going to balls. I was going to ballroom. Ballroom, and that's one, now that's the only... Uh, I won't call it a flaw, but I'll say that's only it ain't negative either. But it's just one thing I just slightly dislike about pose because they're trying to make it seem like that it was uh blacks and uh the Latinx or Latinos, but it's actually is blacks. Legendary my problem with that is how it, it was us, how it's like say they take our culture, they take our culture. But actually the reality of it is we hand over our culture. And one thing, first of all, the house of Ninja, Willie Ninja. If anybody mm-hmm. seen me seen Paris is burning, then you know Willie Ninja is. Willie mm-hmm. Ninja was great. I've called him the father of Vogue. He was he was everything. And so then they have <laughs> house and it's all cisgender women and it's all as Asian except for the one one white girl who is the head of it. Okay, I kinda overlooked that. But then we got to the house of Ebony. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
4: and, and it's the head, the head of the house, it's a white, a, sister, a white, married white woman. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm yeah. like, I'm like y'all. we got, to, I said, hold you all are taking away what it's about. So at first, it took me a minute to catch on because I thought – I had been hearing about Legendary, so I thought it was actual ballroom, but I didn't realize it was a competition until I was slow for that. To the second episode, I was like, okay, now I get it, I get it, I get it. So I was on board. Mm-hmm. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the competition. That's just the only thing I just did not like. But the actual show, yes, I enjoyed it. Um, I have not watched season two yet. Season one, I, uh, I'm i I'm, I'm still into it. Uh, I enjoy looking at um, – I can't think – drill. The father of the uh, House of uh, Gucci. Uh
5: huh. Because
2: I follow That's I follow gorgeous. him on. Gorgeous,
4: isn't he gorgeous? So when I saw him, I got excited because I follow him on Twitter.
2: Hmm. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes.
4: And so okay, I, I love
2: I'll, that. So you're watching season one. So how how are you feeling about the House of Balmain?
4: Nah, yeah, they'll be okay. I like the House of Gucci. I like the House of uh, – wait a minute, Balmain. No, no, no. I like the House of – like the, um, the House of Erica is the lead. I can't think of <laughs> name now. Her, I love their house. The House of Balmain, they're okay. They're okay. They're okay.
2: Buzz okay. kills for you, darling, and you're watching season one, but House of Balmain actually wins the competition for season one.
4: And See, I just disagree
2: with that, but Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it actually has Um the House of ball Man won this um won that first season. So I'm looking forward to the second season. If you watch um once you watch second season, I am gonna go ahead and just let you know that seven deadly sins ball, child, it was everything. They gave me fashion, they gave me drama, they gave me story, they gave me dance, they gave me performance. It was everything. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna get into to I'm gonna get it to because like I said I've been watching episode after episode from so almost
5: at season two. Um, yeah.
4: The, I, I can't think of the house with the, with the the cute dude left, and I was tr- I'm like you got that mad that you actually left. Mm-hmm. Uh, what house? Uh, you know I uh, can't think of the house which one it is, but well, I couldn't believe he left. I couldn't believe he left the house. But yeah. But yeah, I mean the yeah. show the overall show it's, it's good. It's good now. Uh, what's her name? Dominique Jackson. I was kind of pre- oh okay no, right. I was kind of pre- was was her. Was, she was do- she was doing too much in my opinion she she's doing mm-hmm. too much at time, but I love her I do not like I do not do not do not do not do not like
2: uh La Roach at all period Look, come like child, then. child that's a queen for days and days at a time and we cannot step on that bitch's toes and no matter how hard we will try on this show tonight we cannot step on <laughs> La Roach's toes.
4: No, he that he's fashioned out his 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 glam yeah. is nice, cute cute in face. I just don't like his attitude. I do
0: not. Yeah, and and,
4: and in my opinion, when it came to the House of West, that was something personal. How his mm-hmm. whole demeanor and how he treated them—that was something personal. I mean, I don't know it what, was. but I know on these, but I know on all these competition shows, like the singing competition shows, and probably even this one, the the competitors and the judges are all familiar with one another. Even though have to pretend like they're not. They they
0: are
2: right, right. I've noticed that. I watched um some some episodes of Pose. I've watched in the past. I've saw some of the cast members from Legendary actually on. Pose. So I was like,
0: oh, that's from that season.
2: So I knew some of the characters from the show when I was like watching this. And I I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay with it just to see how it goes. Now, from my right. who listening to us, just not familiar with so, Pose or if you are not familiar with Legendary, um, they basically highlight the LGBTQA community, and it sh- um, shows our struggles for placing the world as a, as a community. And they give us this stage to go out there and tell stories that we want to tell in dance, in fashion, and just have a really great time just expressing ourselves as a house, as a culture of people. So I definitely am enjoying the show so far um, for this season and I am very sad that Pose is about to wrap up with season three so um, I wanted to get into your particular story tonight um, about you just telling my my listeners um, your coming out story
4: Okay, well my coming out story is way different I didn't um, as far as coming out to parents I didn't come out to my parents I was Pushed. I was forced out. I sort of speak. Um, someone. Okay. Let me, let me let me start off. My father. Okay. My, my father approached me. I was 19 at the time. He was like, "Hey, Daddy loves you. but you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I don't care. You, my son, I love you." So that was his way. It, but I wasn't ready, so I didn't come out. I was like, "No, I didn't." Even though, <laughs> even though he sees his son standing here with platinum blonde hair, and even, I had brush waves and a part, you know, but it was platinum mm-hmm. blonde. And two earrings, you know, these big old hoop earrings. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I just wasn't ready to see it. So fast forward to three years later, my mother got a phone call, and somebody told her, you need to pay attention to the company Kyrie keeps. You need to pay attention. You need to watch him. And And at the time, I was was in love with this guy named Curtis. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. you really need – to, to, you need to really pay attention to him and Curtis, for how they are. They're more than just friends. So, my mother approached me with it, and it caused us to get to a big, heated argument. So, I told Curtis what happened. And I thought it was one person. But Curtis said, That's my sister. I said, Your sister would never do nothing like that. I was so naive. They would never do nothing like that. Why would she do that? I'll tell you how my sister is. She's nasty. So, <laughs> long, so, long story short, I and I thought it was one person, and it was not that, it was not him. So, I end up having I fought the guy who I thought it was, and I beat him up because it caused problems in my household. But I did come to find out, uh, I think I found out a couple of years later. It really was Curtis' sister who did it, and I was so blown away and so taken aback because I thought we were friends. I thought we were better than that. And I'm like, why would you? Why would she do that? And then like it hurt me so bad. I've never, I still have yet to talk to her about it. Even I don't even want to because it's so long ago. That's been twenty seven years ago. So, um, actually, no, it's been thirty years ago. So I have, you know, I'm just like whatever. Anyway, you now my family. <laughs> so I was like, one of my cousins who I talked to her about everything. I end up telling her because I was dealing with this guy, and I was just going through different issues, and I had to talk to somebody just to get out. From me. So that's how I told her. Um, but when I told her, the rest of my family, my cousins, because my cousins were all close because I don't have any brothers and sisters. So my cousin was of my brother and sisters growing up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I said, I got something to tell y'all, and so I told her, hey, you know, I'm gay. So one of my cousins, she said, is that what you had to tell us? I said, yeah, she said, we have been through that shit. I thought you really had something to say. <laughs> so it was funny. So that's how that went. So it was cool. So my family's cool. Um, my aunts, they are, they're all cool. Everybody, everybody in my family accepts me except my mother because my mother was, her and Jesus are best friends. And at that time, Jesus did not go for the gay thing and neither my mother. Mm-hmm. So she didn't come, she didn't come to accept it. Now, it's now she accepts it. Well, and I think what played a part is my ex, my most recent ex, um, because I never brought nobody around my family until I got with him. And he went on our family vacation, my family takes a vacation every year, so we we did an eight day cruise. And he, I brought him he, And that's when my family met, but my mother didn't go Come my mother is her thing is you can do any and everything except hold up an elevator, an airplane and a cruise ship. So she don't do that. So she didn't <laughs> go. So uh I brought him along and my family fell in love with him. And that's how they met him. So even to this day, you know, now we we broke up, we we're friends now. But we broke up, my family still asked about him. And that's <laughs> that's my coming out story. I really didn't come out. I was pushed out.
2: But, yeah, that's my story. Okay. Hey, for you guys who are listening, join the conversation. Dial 516-453-9133 and press one for a little tea time with me, the gifted one, Jarius D. Um, so we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to just skip topic. Um, I've been doing a little research, where I've been finding out about them talking about putting transgender bathrooms in school for grade school children. Um I'm a personally gonna have to speak to this person, then I ask you your thoughts on that. um me personally, I thought that this would be a real bad idea for um children to be exposed to something that they just do not understand yet with um with a transgender bathroom. it's um I don't think it would be safe to put that in an environment with children who do not even know themselves yet. um we are living in a world where children are coming out younger and younger. And so they are not in a position to know if they are if they say that they feel like a woman inside. Someone has to explain that to them. If they feel like they're a man inside, someone has to explain that to them and and give them the tools to to move forward in this world where it's already jaded and where we already did with a lot of skepticism and a lot of racism anyway. So I thought it would have been a, just a bad idea to put a transgender bathroom in a school for grade school kids. Um, I don't know a third grader who says, Daddy, I like boys, or a or, or fifth grader who says, Daddy, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. We don't hear that just all the time now. So I don't think they will be appropriate right now until these kids are in a space where they're able to understand their body, they're able to understand who they right. are in college, if they are um, able to comprehend that what they're about to experience in their life is going to change their life, either for the better or for the worse, because in the world that we live in, these children are targets even worse now than the families of those children, because they have those moments where they want to come out, and then they come out, and then it starts in school, where they're ridiculed in school, and you have to deal with them being bullied in school. So how do you think a kid who identifies a woman, but is a girl, is a boy, Boy. And he says he's going to a bathroom, and there's a transgender bathroom for a third or fourth grader. Um, yeah, we don't see how that's going to work out good for him, and especially if he's a black boy anywhere in the, in the south. Anyway, to to say something like I'm a I'm a girl, but he identifies as a male to the public world, he's a male, and for him to go into a transgender bathroom, that would lead to more devastation on him because people it, it's already a target that one there's a transgender bathroom there so that's going to raise eyebrows and it's going to raise conversation to, to people who wouldn't understand what that struggle is and two it's going to b- bring problems to that young man or that young woman who says that I identify as a transgender man or a transgender woman and having to really be in the space where they're going to not feel safe, or they're gonna wanna feel safe, but they're not able to feel safe because they're in a space where all of this is going on, and who's gonna be that protect them even when they leave from the schools or when they head right. home and walk home from school or even when they get up to school but um, those kids are gonna be bullied, they're gonna mm-hmm. be tortured, they're going be beaten up even worse, so I wanted to have that conversation with you tonight and get your thoughts on transgender bathroom for grade school kids.
4: I think I agree with you. I don't think it's a good idea. One thing I think uh, sometimes we grow these, we're growing kids up too fast. And when you're putting them in positions to grow up fast than what they need to, that's what I think a lot of people are doing. Uh, But like you said, they don't understand, you know, they, they know, they feel differently. And it is up to us to explain it. But as far as having different bathrooms, not at not in the third, not in elementary school, I don't agree with that at all. I really do not, because they, because like you said, they don't understand what's happening to them. They don't understand what they're going through. And before that takes place, I know they do have to go through some, uh, excuse me, psychological testing, whatever. And I think they should do all that before they make a sound decision. And I think they should be older before they make a sound decision, before the parents make a sound decision. Because sometimes I see these parents, they're making decisions for their children when they're only, like, five or ten, and I think that's too soon. Because yeah. what, if, what if it comes up, you know, cause like, I mean, kids kids are kids. So today I feel like a little girl. Tomorrow I feel like I'm Superman. The next day I feel like I'm Wonder Woman. So kids are kids. So, you know, and that is a permanent um, decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it needs to be weighed out. I think it needs to be weighed out, thought about heavily before the parents make a sound decision. I think the parents and the children should go through therapy sessions before they make that decision.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. So we're going to have a um, music break here from Brother O. And you will be listening back to us here. It's a little tea time. You guys call in and 416- 416 Four, five, three, nine, one, three, three, and press one for a little tea time with me, the gifted one, jar your but
1: play.
2: <laughs> All right, brother. I like oh, thank you for that track. Thank you for that track. We were over here dancing while you had us on mute. So, you guys, welcome back to Ngozi Time. brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment, and this is a little tea time with Jerick, the gifted one, Jory Steve, with my co-host, Kyrie Sinaj. So, Kyrie, for this segment, we're going to talk about the nightlife. Um, I started going out when I was 19. Um, illegally, but they had little spots that were given for the the LGBTQ for us to go out and party and have a great time. And I know that you've been, and I know that you've been around a little longer than me. So could you explain some of the the nightlife to me, in my listeners?
4: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I actually, I came out uh, when I was nineteen as well. Uh, funny story. So I go, you get to this club. It was it was an after hours club. I was in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, we used to go from school when I was in college. We would drive up for the weekend to Detroit for the weekend. And, um, and there was a club called Heavens. And they had the best DJ in the world, Ken Collier. So they were playing. They used to play house music. And so when we got there, like I said I'd never been to a gay bar or experienced anything gay other than just being with boys. So <laughs> I get there, and I look on the day, I and oh, my God. They dancing with each other, and my friend looked at me. He said, "Bitch, we in a gay bar." Yeah. And, <laughs> and after that, it was everything was just so much fun. And I, and I met a dude that night. Um, I I forget his real name. Um, uh, I forget his name. I used to call him New York because at that time, this um, you would bling out your clothes with rhinestones, and he had on his New York Mets jersey with rhinestones all over the Mets and the New York cat. So I called I called him New York. And he had a New York uh, rhinestones in his hat. And uh, it was fun. But back then, the clubbing was fun. You went out, you danced. People we would fight, still the fight, and then you make up the either the next day or the next weekend, you back to being friends. Um, the music was much better. People went to actually dance, and you just had a really, really good time. Now, this shit ain't, in my opinion, this shit ain't music. Is I can't you can't dance to it. Um <laughs> And everybody wants to carry a gun. Everybody wants to shoot. Like, nobody fights anymore. I understand people get angry, but nobody wants to use their hands. Everybody wants to use a gun. And to me, if you use a gun, you can't you can't fight.
2: Right. You just, yeah. That's
4: And it's yeah, ridiculous I, now.
2: Yeah, come when, when, when I was going out, because I still go out from time to time, but when I first started going out, I think I got addicted to the hype of being around a bunch of people who look like me, who act like me, who dress like me. And I fell in love more with the, with the scene of it that even being a part of um, ballroom culture, I, I, I became a member of ballroom culture for maybe like two years where I would perform and I was going to have a great time just as a, a person for ballroom. And yes. I did a lot of um, butch queen stuff. If y'all are not familiar with gay terminology, we know where butch queens are. And um, yeah, I had a
0: great just time. It is
2: a
4: master's. A masculine guy, that's, uh, well, queen is feminine, but a guy who's is really masculine, but you know walks right. into a feminine, you know, he puts the both, does both. But that's why I love pose so much because the soundtrack, that soundtrack, the pose, be everything. Yeah. That's the music. I, that's the music I grew up on. That's the music now. Now that now they're nineteen in ninety four, we at that time yeah. I lived in Chicago, and that's the music there that we danced with. But
2: but we as a house music too. They played house in Chicago, and you know that. I was I was a young boy when when, when the way they, they had the show set up with these particular seasons and as the years go by, I was a young boy growing up. So to see how the culture of time when things were, how how they were back in the 80s and then going into the 90s, and now here we are in 1994 in season three, I was like six or seven years old. So a lot of the music that I'm hearing now on the show is like, oh, I remember that when I was a young boy. So I definitely am enjoying a lot of the music this particular season because it um, it it gives you back that sense of where we were in those particular times growing up. Right. It gave us a sense of just seeing how the world was at that particular time in a real way. Back right
4: back then it was it was like well now I'm an adult and adulting and is just <clears throat> the pits. I don't know why I was working <laughs> to get here. Yeah, back then like we just. What
2: are we, we going to wear to the club this weekend versus next weekend? Yeah. You know, oh, God, I, I can remember times when I was I was still in high school and I was working at the casino. I would get off work at 10.50. I would catch a cab home. I would go upstairs. I would get dressed. I would have my two little smokes behind my ear, and I would walk down the <laughs> stairs out of my apartment and knock on my best friend's door and be like, "So, oh, bitch. Where we going tonight, I know it's party time, <laughs> and we would go to the S&L ballroom, and we would party like there was no tomorrow. Or we would go to the B&B ballroom, and we would party till there was no tomorrow. And just to remind y'all, for my listeners who are listening, at these particular times, I was still in high school. I was a senior. and you were I had my
0: own apartment.
2: <laughs> Yes, I was, And I was living the life. <laughs> and um, I would I would have class. It would be Thursday nights when we would go out, and I would have to be to school Friday morning. So Thursday night, I would party to like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> with my friends, and we would get home, and it would be four thirty, five o'clock. I would pour myself into my bed, and at six thirty, my alarm would be going off for of me to get up to school, and I would be like, nope, not happening.
0: And, See now,
2: and it was it was live. It was live. It was really live. And if you guys are listening, I can do that. dial five one six four five three nine one three three for a little tea time with me, you Steve. I
4: yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get up. I couldn't go to bed and get up early because like I'm just once I'm in the bed, I'm in the bed. So what we would do. <laughs> And me and my friends, well we would we would go to the club. We went on a weekday, like we went on a Thursday. Um
0: mm-hmm.
4: we would go to the club back then the clubs closed at six o'clock when in Chicago. Yeah, Close so we would go to the club I would have to get home from work that day, you know, take our naps, get dressed, mm-hmm. and we would go from we would go straight to work from the club. And I could yeah, 'cause if I went home with the bed, it was over. And one thing I love one thing about me is I love to make money. So I wanna go mess out mm-hmm. of my money. I'm like, no, I'm going straight to work. I would go straight to work for the club. You ever know. But in high school, oh, no, I wasn't even thinking about uh clubbing or anything high school.
2: Not, oh, uh, oh yes, it was. It was the business. So we have another track coming up from Brother O. And we'll be well, first of all, get a little more tea time with Johnny D. Well,
5: first of all, all right. you're a wonderful guest. For well, your wonderful guest let me show you my prowess, okay? Let's go back to the house music. When I first started DJing in 1990, this was the first song I ever played on Wax. And it's funny you said that, because I'll house you.
1: Can you be <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
1: Check this out. out. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. You in my hut now. My hut. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. Girl, I'll house you. You You in my hut now. When you're in my hut. You know what's up Let your mind be free like your body Jump, jump A little higher Jump, jump Until you get tired House your body House your body House your body to the base House it all over the place Don't let nobody in your way Tonight's your night Today's your day Africa will get you wrong House music all night long 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 I house you don't know I house you don't know that I house you you with my husband now don't you know that I house you don't you know I house you, you know. I, will, I, will. I house you you with my husband
0: now tek 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 tek
1: tek 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 tek
0: tek 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 tek
1: need to play you cool, everybody shake your body you Got to make me the real come on, come on and stick with me I'll be things the they should be Keep your house sit just sweat Cause you ain't seen nothing yet okay. house is food and you need it If I feed it, you should eat it Say house your body, house your body Say house your body, house your body uh, You know my people i you're wrong nope. house music House music all night long, house music all night long
2: That about that, I did not know anything about that song there, brother. Oh, but it did have me over here voting for life. So we have caller one in the chief. Caller one, you are live with the gifted one, Jari and my co host, Kyrie Snodge. Go for it.
0: Hello,
3: guys. Can you hear me? Hello, yes, I, can hear you. I okay, I hear a lot of static. Can you guys hear me?
2: Yes, I can hear you. Yes, we can
3: hear you, darling. Hi. Hi, it's Jerry Petito. How are you?
2: Hi, Jerry. How are you tonight?
3: Okay, baby. So, first, I want to say something to our Hall of Famer DJ Olaski for that track, The Jungle Brothers, I'll House You. That was pretty cool. Yes, that was everything.
0: That
2: was
3: me cool. That was hot. It was hot for a movie. (laughs) So, So do you ever. Okay. So, I'm gonna share some, it, okay, so I'm going to share a couple things with because I, I want to comment on what you were saying about the young children with the bathrooms and all that, okay? Mm-hmm. So before I do, I want you to know who I am so you understand that, that I'm not judging anyone and why I'm saying what I'm saying. So. I'm 60 years old, but when I was in my 20s, I messed around. I lived with a woman for two years. I'm not gay. I'm not bisexual. I did too many drugs. So I'm not interested in women at all. My, okay. My daughter, my daughter is bisexual. She was married to a man and had my grandson who's 20. She's now married to a woman who's black. They wanted a child together. So my granddaughter is five, and they got a black male donor. So oh, I'm saying cute. all that to you guys just so you know what I'm saying is from my heart, okay?
6: Mm-hmm. So
3: um, I've experienced it all. I lived through it all. Well, years ago when my granddaughter was only a year and a half old, we went to Provincetown, Rhode Island. I don't know if you guys know of that. It's, it's called Florida. P-Town. And I used to go there when I was in my 20s. And it's a pretty much gay community. So they have a lot of art festivals. It's, it's incredible. Music festivals, right? Okay, big gay community. So my daughter said, Mom, we're going to go, blah, 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 blah. You're coming. I said, okay, great. Well, I was not happy with what I was seeing. Um, these two men were married, and they had a little son. They adopted a little boy who was maybe four years old, maybe. One night at one of the parties, he was dressed like a little boy. He was dressed like a little girl. The next mm-hmm. night, dressed like a little boy. And I was not okay with what I was seeing going on because no child knows who they are or what their identity is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that is going to mess them up. So to me, as an adult, I, listen, I have other gay relatives, I have friends that are trans, okay? Um, do you guys know who Brody Ray is, by chance? He's an incredible entertainer. He was on, on AGT, The Voice. I mean, he's, he's now, like, almost a superstar. Brody Ray, grunge. I've heard of him. And, heard okay, of him. so if you check him out, he's incredible. Well, he was born a woman, and he's now a man. And the nurse giving him his shots is now his wife, and they have kids together. He's a beautiful wow. person. So I'm friends with everybody. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care who you are. Okay? Mm-hmm. But not children. To me, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And
2: that Hybrid. to me is
3: child abuse. Right. So I don't agree That's... with any of that when it comes to kids.
2: I totally agree with that, Jerry. I totally agree. And I I totally feel like with children you have to let them make their own minds up. You can't push yeah. something on a child if they don't know who they are. That you have to give them that space to let them figure that out for themselves. So I totally agree with you on that. Jerry, where can um when can people hear your next show?
3: Um, okay. <laughs> Listen, I think it's I think it's in two weeks. Um Brother, I will know exactly, but it's it's every fourth Tuesday night at 9:30 p.m. I'm on the same um week as Angela. So, I mean, I think it's in a couple of weeks. I was just more I wasn't okay. even thinking about to get my date for you because I was so excited about listening to you and what you guys were saying and I just wanted to like share that.
2: Thank you so much. Thank Jared. you. Thank you so much.
3: Okay, and I think you're incredible Thank you, appreciate and, it. and you're going to you're going to have a great you're gonna you're gonna do great, man. All right, so love you guys.
2: I love you too. Love you Thank you for Thank calling. You. All right, you guys. Oh, sweet. Go ahead. I was listening, Carrie.
4: No, I said that was sweet. I said that was sweet of her.
2: It was. It was very sweet. So, the next topic for tonight I'm going to be speaking on is homophobe. Um, so we know that this is going to be a tough topic to to speak to tonight, but I wanted to speak to this. Um, before I start, Kari, I'm gonna let you go for it and just let you give your voice to um homophobics and then I'll just go in after you.
0: Well
4: homophobic I actually I hate that word because phobia is a to me just scared and no one is scared and no one gay. They're just ignorant. Stupid. What I've mm-hmm. seen what I've seen and have have even experienced. A lot of these well at least the men well, now women too are hiding something deep within. they are. Like they, they don't like it that they have these feelings and they don't know what to do with them, so they blast everyone else out mm-hmm. and then turn around, especially religious people. Then they turn around and they use the Bible against you, and mm-hmm. you know say a whole bunch of things. They can't name one scripture in the Bible. All they know is that uh, man should not lie with man. That's all they know. Right. So I so I always hit them with well. I'll give up men when you give up pork chops and chitlins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that outrageous? <laughs>
4: right, That's because cause I'm like because I now I can tell them where it came from because when it can't because you read it from Leviticus 18 and in that same chapter that talks about man with man it also talks about what you can't eat shellfish, uh, scavengers, pork, swine. You can't that that stuff too. So if you're gonna do one, do it all. If Come you're on, be about, to be about it. Right. If you're gonna be about it, be about it. But you know, don't as a woman don't just take out one cherry pick what you want to take out and use that against people. No, because a lot of people the truth of the matter is a lot of these people don't see the Bible. They just know what the pastor said. And that's how they know it's in there. But they don't even know if it's in there, they just know he said it. So he or she said it, so it's in there. But that's um yeah. Well that's one form of homophobe. Another form of homophobia is, um, yes have, have people who homosexuals who are homophobe. Because to me, because when you're down on someone, because we have people who bottom shame in the community, you have people who Mm -hmm. verse shame in the community, you have people who fat shame, people who skinny, twink shame. And it's stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're all one. I understand people have preferences. But there's a difference. between Actually, there's a thin line between preference and prejudice and preference and just being an asshole. Because there's a way to say everything. You know, hey, I may not be your cup
2: of tea. And
4: I can accept that. That's cool. But it's a way of saying it, you know. Don't be you don't have to be nasty about it. Right. That but yeah, the homophobia, you're homophobes or hom, whatever I hate, I hate the word phobia. I think I think they need to just relax and let people live. For instance, the picture of the young man with the Alpha Phi Alpha um band who graduated and with the heels on. Let people live. And people in the Greek community were upset about that. I mean, I, I get there upset. Me, personally, I went to HBCU. I know what it's about, but I was never that. My best friend was, but I never was. I've always I've always been a GDI, and that's because – and I think the comes from me growing up as the only child. I never, I never felt the need to belong to me. People always flock to me. I never flocked to groups. People flock to me, and that's always been me. And for those who don't know, a GDI is a goddamn individual. So that's hard. me. I was like, let this man live his life. If that's what he wants to do, if he wants to wear the heels, let him. I don't see nothing wrong. Because one thing I don't understand with people is because it's always the straight people that are the um the are uh, the uh what, what's what's I'm trying to do? experts that are the experts in homosexuality. But how is who I'm sleeping? The fact that I like dick. How does that affect you in your life? How does that affect your money? How does that affect your livelihood? How does that affect your sleep at night? It doesn't. So it shouldn't even concern you. Right, and that's to any homophobe. You know, no matter what a person likes, no matter what a person does, if it doesn't affect you, leave it alone, drop it, let it go. And that's what I got to say about homophobe.
2: All right, and we are on air live from Lagos, Nigeria. Dial in and join the conversation five one six four five. Three nine one three three. Press 1 to join the conversation Brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment And the reason why I brought up The conversation and the topic On homophobes um, Is for this particular reason um, Because I'm a, a, a New host to the network Here in any e. dynasty um, I called in To a particular Host show I called into a particular host show he, He's um, His name is Will of God and I did not know that Will of God was a homophobe. And so I basically went on air and just confessed to everyone, letting them know that I was going to be the alternative host for their show. And he made a slur that I let slide on the on his particular show that night. And I even, when I did my first show on air, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt of the person that he is in my head. Because I'm calling Will of God a friend in my head that I have not met yet. But a couple of weeks ago, he was on Huddle Sports Nation. And um, they were talking about um, the Olympics. And they were talking about basically there being a, a set standard in the Olympics. Basically, if, if transgenders wanted wanted to compete against other transgenders, I totally supported the the thoughts and the ideas that were going with it. But will of God made this specific statement. On the show and I am addressing him specifically Now, Will of God, if you're listening This message is for you I heard you say Mm -hmm. if you're coming out You're something that's not appropriate with God God doesn't even like you Now, I'm going to address you Yes, I'm going to address you Will of God And I'm going to let you know Up front are you to be on the radio On the international radio and spilled this type of shit that you spilled. You know what you sound to me, little God? You sound like to me one of the boys I went to high school with who mocked me in front of everyone. And in public, you went home and you jerked off to me in your dreams, in your daydreams, in your shower. You sound like one of those little boys who I went to school with who would, um you would try and fight me. Because you wanted to have your way with me, and you couldn't, and you were probably dealing with whatever secret that you're hiding deep down inside, but you lashed out at the gay guys like me. So I wanted to let you know, Will of God, what you said was racist, it was hateful, and it's very homophobic. Now, me being a black man, as well as a gay man, Will of God, it hurt my heart to hear you say such hateful things that you said because that shit's stupid coming from someone like you who does seem to be intelligent, who does seem to have very candid, good thoughts, but when you said what you said, it made you sound very ignorant and it made you sound very, very shitty to me. And I even tried to give you the benefit of the doubt that you were not a homophobe. I really try to say, okay, this might just be him just having a moment saying what he wanted to say on his show, And then when you went on Huddle Sports Nation and then you said the shit you said on their show, I said, no, fuck that shit. I'm going to address him on the air because I felt like he was making a statement that was directed toward me using my topic for my show to come on air and to to try and crush who I am. Um, Sweetie, your name may be will of God, but you are not God. You do not hold any keys to place me in, in heaven or hell that is designed for this world? So I wanted to address you personally, Will of God, and tell you you can kiss my ass. How about that? And if you really want to have some time with me, Will of God, I'll give you my number directly. It's three one eight six seven eight zero nine nine two. And when you're ready to really have a conversation, Will of God, you can call me directly and you can talk oh, wow. to me directly. Kari Sinatra, do you have any thoughts for Mr. Will of God?
0: <laughs>
2: well, I would just like to ask, the God of what?
4: Who is he serving? Because the God
0: well, – now,
4: and I'm just asking a question because, number one, I don't believe in the God of the Bible. Because that God that they made, that's the God that they gave us when we when they brought us over here on the transatlantic, you know. And because of Jesus, the only Jesus that there is is the ship called the good ship Jesus. Now, I'm not here to – Offend anybody and what you believe in. I'm just speaking on behalf of this conversation. So, will of God. What is the will of God? Now, here, here I'm going to say this to you because I'm. My guess is you're a Christian. So, if you are, you're not. Your job is to bring people to Christ, not repel them. Showing hatred towards people is repelling them, and to tell them that God doesn't love them. Then you're going contrary to what the book that you're supposed to be reading says. Because the Word of God says that God is love, but you know, He loves everybody. It does not say in the Bible. Love thy, na- love thy straight neighbor as you love yourself. It says love thy neighbor. So your neighbor includes everybody as you love yourself. And see, and I, find I have a problem with people who use, like I say who use the Bible and who use God as a weapon. No, there's something inside of you that you don't like, which is why you don't like gay people, period. And I mean, I don't know. You never met you, but that's just how I feel about you and people like you. And what you did was totally uncalled for. And it was, and it probably was a, a, a slight to Jared because of conversation of his show or cause the topic of his show. Because why else would you say that on the air if you're coming out God doesn't like you? Who are you Who are you to speak for God? Did God come to you in a dream and say, I want you to say this to Jared? No, probably not. So I think you should leave God out of your bullshit and just be mad enough to say how does you really feel. But I think you need to come to terms with yourself. And that's all I'm going to say on that.
2: And after such a Great read. We have another track in the queue by Brother O.
4: Ooh, come to...
1: All right,
2: and we are back live from Lagos. Dial in, 516-453-9133. Press 1 to join the conversation. Brought to you by those fine-ass brothers at Looking Glass Entertainment. We have caller two in the queue. Caller two, go for it. Hello?
7: Hello? Hello? Oh, can you hear me now?
5: Yes. Yes, we're listening. We can hear you.
7: Thank you very much. Okay, I appreciate it. Well, first, wanted to say, you two, um, you do a very good job in um, giving a lot of good entertainment um, about your uh, past, you know. For example, I can relate when you say, when you're down um, for the night, you know, when you, when you lay down after completing your day, there's no such thing mm-hmm. as, like, abandoning your need to get some sleep in order to be able to you know, routinely get up and do what you have to do. That's called being responsible to me. So I really <laughs> exactly. can say, I can enjoy and appreciate that. And you have the right idea. <laughs> i tell you because, um, sometimes if I don't get the proper sleep, I don't go on air peaceably and it shows in some things. Sometimes when I may make a little glitcher or whatever, once in a blue moon, but, um, my name mm-hmm. is Antonia Bax, and I'm out of Philadelphia and, um, my show is called Informational Guru. But, you know, my point is uh, about Jerry Petito, when she mentioned the children. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that people don't know. People, they do not have a problem with in anybody else's community. But when it comes to children, we have to keep in mind uh, the children, they're in a state of mind when they try trying to decide, on so many things, they don't need any more confusion as to what uh, the world has to offer, just, you know, see it for what it is. And when they turn, I guess, right. 18, is that the magic number, uh, you know, let them uh, choose their own life within reason because, after all, you know, we're there to guide them as um, responsible people coming along, not to tell them what they should do, I would say. Uh, that, that goes for anybody so I would say um I commend her on bringing up a very important point uh she um and when she mentioned about having um a diversified assortment of people in the family, most of us do um in one sense or another uh and I can say some people don't even know that I know the diversity the degree of diversity in even maybe a small portion of my family. But, you know, I mind my business because I have more important things to do than to guide somebody else's life and tell them what to do. So that's not important. So I wanted to say I appreciate her bringing that up. Now, you did mention um, that you you don't believe in God. Um, We do have a lot of people out here who are highly opinionated about that, and I can understand. um, Because once in a blue moon, even on my show, I may um, say thank God or something. But, you know, I'm no religious fanatic, even though I attended religious school uh, during all of my grade mm-hmm. school years, just about. Um, but that wasn't the influence that made me say, um, you know, thank God, you know, not not to say thank God enough, a way of saying I'm dealing with prophecy, uh, just being appreciative mm-hmm. that there's a, a positive influence, a spirit that I believe that, um, let's just say, give us hope when there's uh, times of despair. When I worked as a cancer striper uh, in a hospital as a a teen, I would say uh, there were people who were in the intensive care unit who suffered greatly. And you could tell by maybe people who visited them, there wasn't a lot of God going on (laughs) in their life, but um, they would cry out. Um, to God when they were suffering. um, Some of them, they cried out not knowing why they did, but it gave them hope sometimes. Sometimes they just wanted to have peace of mind on their way going out if they were destined to actually pass away. So, you know, (laughs) even as a teen, I saw just a little bit of that. But I just thought I'd share that with you because I hope that everybody can understand that Whatever your life is, you know, you live it the way you want, just like they choose their own life. It's not to be influenced or coerced, just you choose. So that's all I wanted to say, okay?
2: Okay. uh, International Internet Radio Hall of Fame Broadcasting nominee Antonia Bates for your comments and your thoughts tonight. Anything else you wanted to
5: share with us? Well, I want to
7: say something, Antonia. Oh,
0: Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I will say
7: this. When I was in the service, if my life was ever to be presented to be in danger uh, based on um, maybe a war, wartime situation or whatever, if that would have happened, um, I would probably say, I would probably pray to God if I knew that, you know, my destiny wasn't going to be a, a positive outcome. I'll just put it that way gently. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, we all have our reasons for saying thank you, God, and, you know, giving the acknowledgement. Right. But, you know, you will never catch me being a religious fanatic because I have my own mind, and <laughs> right. thank you very much.
4: <laughs> right. But now what I wanted to say was, no, it's not that, no, I believe I believe in a higher being. I said I don't believe in the God of the Bible, the one that everybody presents that's so hateful and vengeful in me. I believe that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I believe in a higher power. I just said I do believe in a higher power. I just don't believe in that particular God of the Bible. That's all I'm saying. Wonderful. So I hope that yeah, I hope, I hope that yeah, because I say I pray and meditate, but I just but like oh, the okay. God they keep presenting that is so hateful and like like he's like the he's the will of um will of God was saying that God doesn't like you. Okay. I ha- I have been told that before, you know, a long time ago when I was because I grew up Christian. Uh, just to just to let you know a little okay. bit about my background, I grew up Christian. Long story short, I had got um. <laughs> I guess they delivered. I was I was Andrew Carwell before he was. You know, I was delivered and became a minister.
0: Mm-hmm. Got
4: engaged to a woman. Whole whole nine whole bit. And um, mm-hmm. because and I did that because people kept telling me you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You know, God doesn't like this. God won't bless you. God is and and it became so crazy for me. You know, and um, I finally escaped that. You know, and found my way to truth. And that, you know, and I realized that God, the real God, really does love me because He made me, you know.
7: Mm-hmm. And, and I right. say, you
4: know. And so, being a homosexual is you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right, being a homosexual is who a person is. Sure but did. now, gay is a the lifestyle that they choose, and that's what I
2: believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, some so these people ahead,
7: they are so fanatical mm-hmm. about shoving their opinions and their prophecies down your throat, and they have to understand mm-hmm. that. They are not going to live your life for you. They're not going to make sure you survive. Goes on out here in the world, but maybe they can be a little right. help. But they have their limits as what they'll do for you or how they how they help you. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not advertising. Do any and everything in the world that's you know um, mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. basically something you've learned. But they do get crazy. I, I mean, I, I never knew. In the real world, people will say, well, you're not saved if this, that, and the other. They're so highly opinionated until I think they yes. drive their own selves crazy at times. <laughs> that's why you got to get a grasp of your own life. <laughs> well, it right. was wonderful talking to you. And I really you too, thank, glad, you. Uh, you, thank you so much here. for calling. You're welcome, and have a good evening. Thank you for listening. You too.
2: All right, you guys. So I wanted to clear something up um, before we went to the next track that's about to be queued up. Um, I am a god fearing man. I just don't believe in the same God that Kyrie was speaking to, the God of the Bible. I do not believe in that particular God. Um, Over the last, I want to say the last three or four years, I went on my own spiritual journey where I out who I believe is my personal savior. Um, the Creator who lives within me, who's given me every moment of my life to be present on this planet to even be on the air with you guys tonight, and I do not take this lightly, so I wanted people to understand that gay people we are we we do not hate anyone we we try our best to not hate anyone, but we do take on and deal with a great deal of hate from from people within our own community um from people within the African-American community, we take on a lot of prejudice and racism from even just from white people who would not understand the world that we come from or understand. Um, And I wanted to just let that be known that I'm not a hateful person. I do not have a hateful bone in my body, Um, but I do serve a living God who lives and dwells within me. And that um, I just wanted to make it clear that um, my statement that I made, it was all for for me just to clear the air And I wanted to make sure That people didn't get to understand Understanding that I'm not um, Against Christianity um, I was born and raised in Christianity Up until I was 16 And after the age of 16 I made the decision to kind of go on my journey Which I kind of t- wrestled Back and forth with it But now I have finally made it clear um, About where I stand with religion So we have the next um track in Q. Go ahead and play that track for us, brother O. <music>
5: And that
2: was such a good. great song. Thank you, Brother O. And I want to shout out to the legendary Sylvester James, who passed away of eight in the early 80s and the late 90s. Uh, thank you so much, Sylvester James, for your brave and bold, shining example of what a gay man should be. I watched him on a TV show when I was in college, and I did not know who he was until I started hearing more about him on the show Unsolved. And I wow. was in love with him when I heard who he was. Um, I loved so,
4: him. I loved him as a kid. And I loved his, um, I loved him as a kid. I loved his music. And I loved his um, background singers, the Two Tons of Fun, who later became The Weather Girl. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, they so, were ooh, it, yeah. darling. They yeah. were
0: it. So, yeah, so Dance
4: Disco Heat be- is actually my favorite. So that's the song. But that's because of Martha Washington vocals stand out above everybody else
0: (laughs)
2: yes she did she nailed it she nailed it so i want to thank you tonight uh kari sinaj for being here on a little tea time with me tonight i thank Thank you you. for, for being just candid and being open as you are on your show tonight and i really do appreciate it do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up for tonight
4: no, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. This was fun. I love DJ. I need to take DJ O with me in September to Puerto Barada for my be- uh, not my best friend, but one of my good friends. She's having her 50th birthday party in, in Puerto Barada, and we're going. I need him to come and DJ. I
2: know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. I had a marvelous time with you tonight. Thank you for everyone who called into a little tea time with me, the gifted one, Jarius D. And thank you guys for just being out with us tonight. Thank you again, Kari Sinaj, for being on the show tonight. And you can go ahead and take us home, Brother O.
5: First of all, I am fully vaccinated. I can go anywhere in the world. How about that? And And okay. uh, to you, to you, and, and, of course, all the folks out there that have their opinions on Only Dynasty, we don't censor. I said what I said. First of all, Sylvester James <laughs> is a hero to me. Freddie Mercury is a hero to me. Yes. Our first ever show at Oni Dynasty, for you two young people, was a gay rights show by a man by the name of Dar Henderson. And I got a lot of flack for that. On February 4th, 2013 was the 10th anniversary of my mother's passing. And I started this network called Beverly Nation. And people said, why in the world would you have how could you start your network with a gay rights show? We're talking about 2013 when gay people weren't even considered human beings. They couldn't mm-hmm. marry, couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. you know have the, the the assurance of insurance. You know, if they died. Mm-hmm. But I saw something that our God says, he loves everyone. And I didn't you care. Right. And I say this again. The first show ever in only dynasty history was a gay rights show called Abstract by Dar Henderson. Kiss my ass. We are so (laughs) proud of Jared Thomas tonight in his internship. Thank you so much. And, of course, tomorrow night we're going to have healthy living, healthy eating by a person that is the top chef in the Ivy League school. His name is Chef Yosef. Tomorrow night, his internship will be at 9.30 Eastern, daylight time on these o and stations. Of course, the historic Nation has advertised to which is Ola Deli and Gozi Enterprise, and reaches, of course, at www.lookingglassentertainment at wordpress.com. It's for last and see primetime one at devnet.com. We're in see time both at Twitter and Instagram. Ola Deli and Gozi at Paris at Google+. Ola Deli and, and Gozi at Facebook, as well as our business page. The only host intern show as well as the historic Beverly Nation Online Radio established 2013 and any comments, suggestions for our wonderful programming tonight, oledaylay.ngozi and I am. Your mother and father's favorite producer, Ole Dewey Malay saying good night and good luck to all the folks out there in Armed Forces Radio that support us on a constant basis tonight. Jerick Thomas, you have two minutes left to go to the program.
2: All right, thank you, brother. Oh, I want to thank everyone who's listening tonight. I want to thank my guest again and co-host Kari Sinage. Um and I want to thank everyone who's who's a proud member of the LGBTQ community that is listening tonight. Um, I did this show for you guys to let you guys know that hey, you are not by yourself out there in the world, and my co-host Kari was a proof of that tonight. So I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for being encouraged. And if y'all want to hear more, hey, y'all keep letting them know y'all want to hear more of Jared, the gifted one, Thomas, a.k.a. Jarius D, here on O N E Dynasty. Thank you, guys. I love you guys, and good night.
4: Thank you. Good night.